Okay, podcast begin. You guys hear about this Norista blowing through town? I don't know how to do a Boston accent. Never mind. Skip that. I feel like that wasn't bad. That was more Jersey. Jersey or New York. Yeah. yeah, lo- yeah. Like long... Like it, mm. Why does it have to be Boston? They're the ones who say Norista. Oh, I thought that was just up and down the whole East Coast. That's what people say. I always thought it was stupid. I don't like the sound of it. Like we a, shouldn't call them that. They're no, just storms, guys. The storm should... Any sort of rainstorm on the East Coast should be just called instead of a norista just a wicked fucking pissa because it you know, it's you know Boy. raining like a a heavy stream all right that's how we're starting the podcast this is, yeah, I, don't, I don't like this Masochism. Yeah. Well, I I I, ha- I drew, I w- I got better with boundaries. I said no. I don't need to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm going to call a colleague and say, "Hi, are you available to do this as a favor?" Because, fuck this. And she said, "Yes, I will take care of that." I said, "Thank you so much." Oh, that's really good. Good for you. I'm so, glad you're making strides in your workplace. I was like, I don't live to work. Wow. I work to live hmm i was gonna say like all right lenin but <laughs> then you made a turn where you didn't deny work entirely well you, i mean gotta, you, you know, just you gotta. accepted the reality of having a wagey job yeah yeah well that's good mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of you this, man. this Congratulations. is what, this is what vacation does to me i'm like fuck i hate this god damn it why do, why do i have to do this i don't want to do this well that's good you got to m- remember that spirit and maintain it now in mm-hmm. perpetuity mm-hmm that's the hard part. That's the part of pandemic that we're at now where I'm like, I understand why the people, they quit. I do get it. The Great Recession is, or re- res- resignation. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. You know, uh, if you're making sub 100K anywhere in the world, you should probably just, you know, uh, you know. I know it is really getting there with the salary where it's like, man, anything less than 100K, you're kind of fucked. You're kind of not, not really your best easy life. to do anything. No. You know, I just made an Amazon order of my yearly garments. I had to okay. re-up on socks, underwear, jeans, and t-shirts. You got... Wait, 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 wait. You got all of the things on Amazon? <laughs> yes, I did. I got all of them on Amazon. I always get them all on Amazon. Granted, I mean, I get all of my things from Uniqlo. So yeah, how different are we? Not different. I think I'm saving money, though. You're saving time. I'm saving money. I'm also saving money. I don't think so. Amazon is dirt cheap, my friend. Yes. Yes, it is. I have the Prime membership. Not for, like, Levi's. Sure. The Levi's that I bought were 60 bucks. Ooh. You got you got played. I played don't like think a so, film. man. Maybe for 5 bucks. $20. No, you can't get Levi's for $40. Look, I don't want to get into the minutia here. You could have gone back to the rack, man. <sighs> I guess so. They but had, then they had a not, pile of Levi's. Look, they're not going to have your size. They had... What are you, 32, 32? 32, 34 in jeans. I like to cuff them twice. That's that's a long size that's always left over because no I don't man know. is that skinny and that tall. Uh, that's kind of true, kind of not true. It really depends. It's not a, it's not a standard size. If you were a 32, 32, I would say, good fucking luck. 
Yeah, everybody's a 32-32, so that's yeah. never there. And if you luck out and get the 32-34, or let's be honest these days, if there's the rare 33, we can go for that. That also might be there because no one buys them. I know. And when I, I hunt for the 3130, that's a golden unicorn. Wait, you're wider than you are long? Shut the fuck up. You're a chode man? <laughs> I like a little extra because when you take all your... When you dr- drop off laundry, shrinkage is going to happen. They're That's gonna, true. They're yes. going to throw that in the hottest fucking oven of a washing machine and just boil your clothes. And it's like, you know, ladies, cold wash only. Thank you so much. You can specify that, you know. Excuse me. I don't want to get too off topic here, but I've done that before. I used Sun to do Fa, it. And it they'll kind it? of annoys them, but they'll do it. Yeah. <gasps> Shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can even ask them to separate things. Uh, I would not do that. I don't, yeah, but I no, don't even you, do that. You can so. you can request it. Yeah, and you can also request the delicate cycle for your um, drying. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. the uh, what's it called? The other place where you pay with a card. So that's the joy of yeah, going there. Yeah. They just burn it all, and they do not care. Well, most it's, places do, and I should spe- be specific and say you're just trusting them when you note that. I have no idea have no if they I- actually yeah. do it or not. No. No way to tell. The only times I've ever done that where I go is when the clothes are brand new and it's the first wash. See, I used to make sure I did the first wash myself. Do the do the little cold water. But moment. I've gotten lazy about ever wanting to be at a laundromat, period. Yes. So I tried that and it didn't they didn't shrink it. Do you know how much poundage of laundry I dropped off? I'm gonna guess thirty five. Higher. Really? Are you in the forties now? Oh my god! But I, I, it's three sets of sheets. It's that extra couple inches of fabric on all the clothes. No, really adds no. Up. It's well. I also threw in like my denim jacket because it was my smoking jacket for, you know, the past three months. I was like, mm, maybe we should wash it because maybe I want to wear it to work and I don't want to be like, oh, it's my Siggy jacket. Um, did I take the cigarettes out? Yes, I did. Ooh, I don't think I did. Not good. Not good, folks. You hate to see it. Uh oh. Oh. Is there a pack of American Spirit Blue over there? Negative. Fuck, dude. Oh, no, they're in my black jacket. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) You're losing track of the smoking jackets now. What are you, Nucky Thompson? Listen, I almost bought a smoking robe. Oh, my God. And then I was like, how much is it? You won't let me smoke in the house. So I don't understand of what use the smoking robe would be. Like, you know, when you talk about, like, homeware. Yeah. That's homeware. You get home from work and you just put on your little... Silk Jackie. Only if you're going to fire up a CBD joint. Mm. But apparently that was a one-time only event. <sighs> okay. And I want to resurrect it every time we record. I remember <laughs> that it exists and, it, and I get excited about you, it. You could probably also order that on Amazon at this point. That is really true. I could also buy it at the vape store that I went to after work. They have it sitting on the counter. The dad grass? It's not specifically dad grass, but it's essentially the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how I feel about unbranded merchandise. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It could just the thing that I'm afraid of is getting high off of it. Yeah, because for all I know, at this point, it's actually just it could weed just be whatever. Yeah, no one cares. Did you yeah. see that image going around of the people in Washington Square Park just selling weed on a tabletop? Oh, the New York Post art- yeah. article where they're like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" And like everyone from NYU is just like, "This is great," and keep it flowing. Yeah. Someone's like, "Do you know if it's legal or not?" And like, we don't give a fuck. Who cares? Also, who cares? Yeah, nobody cares. Like anyway, I ordered all my stuff off Amazon. Yeah, going back to the actual story. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I ordered. I don't remember what my original point was, but the thing I'm most excited about is the new underwear that I got. I always order 
Calvin Klein boxer briefs. Okay. And this time they had the five pack Pride edition. So you, you got gay underwear. I did. You get the entire. Rainbow. I don't even. I can't say that I don't own gay underwear. But why? Because I always buy gay shit because I love rainbows. Because it was also cheap and on sale. It was fifty bucks, so I paid a little extra for See, this. See, this is again. This is why I think you're overpaying. I could do the same thing at a at a Uniqlo for around uh, twenty bucks. Yeah, but I get the Calvin Klein underwear because they're better. They are. They last longer. Trust me. I have a problem with the Calvin Klein underwear because it is too stretchy. Like they they mix modal in it. Hmm. At least in the briefs, because gay. I oh, have to I have see. the like. Well, no. you do get gay underwear. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got a couple gay things. Um, you know, when I get hit with the bike jockstrap ad in ev- after every fifth story on Instagram, I'm like, I'm tr- I'm at work trying to scroll Instagram, and I don't need just like fucking crotch shots popping up here on this day. I just have to go. Whoop, nope. <sighs> the algorithm's really fucking me over lately. I know it's rough. You know, in my case, it's not the algorithm, but on Reddit there are some subreddits that i follow that are borderline porn i follow them on my main account because they're not quite always that but sometimes they are okay and then the glasses off i'll be sitting on the train and have to go that's why i don't open twitter on the train too fast things yeah so yeah you got to watch out oh boy um yeah the internet's bad man it's a bad thing i don't i don't like the internet i don't i think it's a bad place and uh yeah, that's all I have to say about the internet. Yeah, me too. Agreed. So how many pairs of pants did you... I bought one more oh, pair of pants. God. What did I tell you? How many pairs were you supposed to buy? I think you said three. You should have at least three pairs of... You should have one pair of pants for every day of the week. Uh, n- Well, now I'll have two per week. That's not enough. I think that's enough. What happens if you get a have a glue gun incident? You hurry really quick and run to the sink and try to get as much as off as possible, and then you find some simple green and rub it on a paper towel and get the rest of it off, then run back to the sink and get the simple green off before it stains. Then you take a knife. Yeah, and why not just let it harden the and then remainder. pop it off? It doesn't always work. No. It's better to get it while it's soft. Okay. You know oh, what? Oh, oh. I had a nickel. Um, <laughs> um yeah, like, it, you just have to have, like, for oopsies. Like, I have three pairs of the same color of a pair of pants that I have three of the same of all of them because of, like, oh, this one ha- got a grease stain on it, so now it's, like, casual wear. Can't wear it to work. You know, they just well, get downgraded. I operate much the same way. That's exactly what I do, too, but just on a more extended scale. I uh, try yeah, to be I, careful for longer and then when an inevitable incident happens, uh-oh, now I have to get new pants, and one is downgraded, and one is new again. Yeah. But th- you can slow the degradation if you have more of them. This is the the shoe problem all over again. I know, but it costs money, you understand? I'm, I, I'm I, not made of money. We were just talking about That's how this came up in the first place. It's bite inflation. Mm-hmm. Anything under 100K, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, had, I, I didn't have to, but I'm starting to contribute contribute to my 401k as of this paycheck so it's significantly diminished yeah you know how much are you putting in health insurance i'm putting in what the company matches i won't i won't say how much they don't match 10 percent. most companies don't match 10 percent. that's crazy Mm, yeah that's right that's low that's medium 
It's usually between three and six. Yeah. Six is a lot. I'm sure if you work for a tech startup or something, they'll do 10% or give you They just give you IPO. Or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's tough. It's tough all over, kid. What can I say? I mean, you only live once. And I just don't care about clothes. We've talked about that I so know. many times. It just literally doesn't matter to me. As long as these jeans don't show up and as long as they're not obviously fake. They might be fake. I mean, they might be know. fake yeah. as long as they're not obviously so. I don't care. Yeah. What difference true. does it make? I I, kinda... I also hate shopping, and I'm not willing to spend my time on it. That was your original point, and I will totally cede that to you. Yeah. I cannot stand going to another location. I just can't do I, it. Yeah. The mm. idea of going back to Nordstrom Rack for mm, any time in the next 20... five years. All you need to do is go for 20 minutes it and hurts, get your shit. It hurts me, but no, because you're riding the fucking subway there. Uh-huh. Then you got to go to Strand. Then yeah. you got to go home. So you make a day out of it. After it's... work? No. You actually, that's that's the best time because you're a little tired. You're like, I ha- I am on a mission. I'm gonna get my shit and I'm gonna go. So you're just grabbing all your nonsense and then you're like, gotta book it. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I had to pick up my dry cleaning, which you made me overpay for today. That was Dear my other reader, priority. Hold on, everybody, saddle up for this one. So part of my Saturday, which I, you know, was enjoying my leisure time. I need to. I need help. I need help. Pant, literally, maybe the the exact exact verbatim of the sentence. And I go, okay. What? How how short should I have my pants? I'm like, I don't know. You have to put them on. Do I have to? Yes. Okay. Go put the pants. Why are your pants sagging around your hips? What are you doing? Pull your pants up. These are suit pants. You went all Bill Cosby on me. I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like I was like the the I was like you have to take in the waist. And you're like, no, I don't. I'm like then why is the butt all droopy and the inseam is not where it's supposed to sit? And then you hiked him up like a grandpa. And I said, maybe not that far. No one needs moose knuckle in their lives. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Um, and then through the genius of Apple products, because I couldn't find a tape measure, we measured a length of a jewel stick of how long we wanted the, the hem. Yeah. Because I was going to chalk it. And then we say, oh no, we're just going to measure and tell them. Reader, when I tell you, I got looked in the face sheepishly and was asked, can you go in and tell them how much? Hang on a minute. You're misremembering this. I didn't ask you to go in. What happened was... Yes, you did. You you asked me to... You're like, can you just tell I, them? I and asked I said, you, okay. what do I say to them? Uh-huh. What do I say to them? Be very clear what I need to say to them. And then I w- was asked to repeat it three times, and then I said, I'm just going to do it. Thank you. Okay, but I want to make it very clear. I did not ask for this. It was just a byproduct of driving around on some other errands that you insisted that you wanted to do it. No, I didn't. I, well, you were going to do it, and I said, just give me it. I don't, I don't have time to tell you what this again. But there was a secret motivation here, which we're coming to. What? That you needed to get your pants cleaned after? Pants I wore one time. You don't need to While clean pants after one time. Incorrect. There, did you look at them? Yes, they were fine. Do uh, do they look better now? They look the same because they are brand new. You don't need to wear a pair of pa- or wash a pair of pants after you wear it once when they're brand new. Well, they're pressing them. They're getting the knife pleat back in. The pleat was missing. Well, guess what? I just hung them up on a different hanger than the one they gave me in the dry cleaning. <sighs> and I undid the fold when I did that and just refolded them myself. And I don't know how to do that. So they're sitting there right now <laughs> being ruined.
Ah. Do you want to tell them what you did to the dress shoes that I made you put on so we could get the right height? I mean, what are you talking about? Oh, that, yeah. Well, Will is referring to a pair of dress shoes I've had for a couple of years. Calling them dress shoes is cute, but... You know, I bought them for $40 on Amazon. They're clown shoes. Another Amazon purchase. (laughs) Clown shoes made in... I don't even know where they were made, to be perfectly honest. And at one point, a wedding or two ago, I got uncomfortable because the insole kept bunching up. So I simply... Quality products from Amazon. Yeah. I simply ripped it out. And I've been wearing them for a while with just no insole in them. No, he didn't rip out the entire insole. The toe box insole is still there because this quality product, this quality merchandise from Amazon.com. Daddy Bezos is going to hear this and kill kill me. Um, only had a two, it had a two part insole. So something was glued down a little patch of leatherette was pasted to the shank. And then the toe box was another piece of pasted leatherette. Yeah. And then I had to explain to you that you were walking on a piece of cardboard on metal. (laughs) Well, it doesn't make any difference to me what I'm walking on. Exactly. It was more comfortable this way. That's all I know. I didn't think anything of it. Okay. Will pointed it out to me as if I had committed the Holocaust. I mean, this this, this is the house that Shoes built <laughs> as of right now. So, you know, like, I already took pictures at work today. You're going to choose a, a new pair. No, 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 no. I just spent a lot of money on my annual clothes purchase. I can't afford it. I might just buy them for pride purposes for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> the color is also wrong for the suit. I, you, can't, you can't do it. I can do it. It's fine. It doesn't really bother me. There are going to be people. You're going to an Indian wedding. Yeah. There are going to be people who are so dressed to the nines and they will look you up and down and literally call you trash and in other languages. <laughs> Watching you scan your brain. <laughs> I was like, which one? <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that might be true. You have to remember, though, it's still a wedding in Ohio. I don't know. I don't really care. Mm, but there will be people stunting on the hose and you you don't want to be one of the hose i guess i don't know what difference does it make well you know i've given up man just fully what if there's a, a you know a cute girl sw- uh, swirling in a swar- uh sorry you know and you're just like hey hello it's not like she's gonna look at the insoles of my shoes no but she'll look at the mismatch of the color of the shoe and be like what bozo what the fuck is this clown shoe <laughs> what Maybe. are you doing i don't know i don't know yeah, there's two options. Hopefully attention isn't on your feet in a moment like that. She might be looking at the size of the feet. You never know. That's a myth, by the way. I know. I think we discussed on this podcast the one time the thing that has oh, fingies, yeah. more indication is your finger length. Yeah. Whatever. Um, But you should have more than one dress shoe. Well, I do. I have two. But I showed you the other ones and you said I couldn't wear them anymore. Those aren't legally... <laughs> describable as shoes or footwear (laughs) under you know several clauses in the geneva convention um what the heel's a little bit worn out there's no tread no tread (laughs) there's some tread left no no there's not not in the areas that contact the ground there's also taco bell stains on them that's true there's a little bit of splatter on the suede they are bunch bunch of crush across the toe no absolutely not i might take them out of your closet tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you should do that. I've only gotten like six years out of them. I need to get another six or seven. Oh, the heterosexuality <laughs> is strong today. Um, yeah. 
this i mean this is why people have like i mean like knowing you know being friends with married women for so long i'm like they're like you know i just kind of accepted that my life is to go through like the closet and throw away things that should have been shot dead years ago and i'm like mm, this is why people i get it yeah this is why people people partner up it's this is true. why the heterosexuals do this yeah absolutely true you all can't be left alone to your own devices. No, because if it bothers you so much, then you take care of it. It doesn't bother me. Well, you know what the sad part listeners, is, Listeners, you heard it. He gave me free reign. The burning <laughs> starts now. Stella's getting her groove back. Light that car on fire. Listen, as long as they're replaced, not at my expense. That is not how that works. We take your credit cards, and we go buy you new things. You are not a wife. I know. You are just a gay man that's near me right now, and yeah. it's making me want to commit hate crimes. <laughs> Oh, boy. I mean, honestly, just put me out of my misery. This is, <laughs> it would be better this way. Um, just, I don't know. The pillow landed on his face. I don't know why he <laughs> smothered himself. Be like, That's fine. He died doing what he loved. Um, it has to be oh. on the couch. No, not, not in my bed. I mean, the couch is your bed. It's my part-time bed. <laughs> <laughs> Title of that part-time bed. All right. Yeah, if you were ever buried, your casket would be lined with Wayfair cushions. What? You know? In the mausoleum? Yeah. In, in whatever you were buried in, the upholstery would be similar to a couch. They don't do upholstery I'm getting in there. At. I think they do, yeah. Even if they burn you up and then pop you in the wall? Ah, they might just throw you in an ash box at that point. Yeah. But the one just... for the open casket. Oh, that shall not. Assuming no one you needs... didn't blow your own face off or something. <laughs> oh, uh, no one needs to see, like, a bloated corpse. I, I am very anti-open casket. I'm looking at one right now. How dare you? <laughs> um, that's Oh, so you can see inside of me, my soul. Um, no, I think you have, like, I don't know. With, when it comes to, like, death, I'm just like, oh, oh, fuck. I'm almost 35. It's time to write a will. Hmm. Is that weird for you? Because it's your name. Will's will. Yeah. No, I do get freaked out when people are like, is it skill or will? And I'm like, what? Excuse me? Skill? People call you skill? skill? Oh, no, a skill or will is like a, a thing of, in like gauging, uh, you know, mm, looking for a word, looking for a word. <laughs> it would help if you <laughs> gave clues. <laughs> well, like, can you teach someone or do they just not want to do it? I see. You yeah. know, is yeah. it skill or will? A question of skill or yeah, will. Yeah, and I'm always just like, what? I didn't do it. No, I'm like, oh, right, okay, yeah. Huh. But anyway, before you got sidetracked yeah. by thinking so, about your own mortality, you sounded like you were going to make some sort of point about death. Basically critiquing the aesthetics of a yeah, casket situation. Kind of, yeah. Like, I just kind of like, you know, as I age, I'm like, oh, am I going to have to be responsible for throwing a wake for someone? Ugh. You know? Yeah, you, Probably. you definitely will be. And I'll just be like, I don't know. Do we get, like, snack platters? Like, what? I have to feed people? I don't care. Why am I feeding other people? You should be feeding me. Aren't there people yeah. at the funeral home that take care of this? Isn't yeah. it kind of like having a wedding planner? But they I kind feel of like upcharge you, too. And I'm, I'm like, you know, like, my any time that I'm being upsold on anything, I'm always just like... You got to go fuck yourself. I do not care. Like, and especially when you're going to like, 
dealing with death things it's like oh but think about like you know what would they want i'm like i they don't care they're dead they are dead this is not this is not their party yeah as walter sobchak said we're bereaved we're not saps <laughs> i don't know what that's from what listeners will okay well, big lebowski oh i mean yeah throw me in a tin can don't throw me in the desert though that i'm not um yeah, no, I just think about that. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, is there cake? Is there death cake? Do you go, congrats, you've made it? That's a good question. I'm trying to think about funerals and wakes that I've been to, what the fair was. They do, them. like, cookies. And I'm like, who the fuck wants cookies? Yeah, I don't think you go too extravagant. Nobody's going to eat it anyway. There's endless coffee, and I'm always just like, I don't need to be tweaking and sad. Yeah, well. Unless someone's got some... Uh, Bailey's, and we can make this real fun. <laughs> That's an Irish wedding. Wait, that funeral. Just, <laughs> Irish funeral is just shitloads of whiskey, and you're just like, well, this never happened. All right, great. Um, I mean, yeah, I would just be like, are we just doing martinis for the wake, or what are we doing? And they're like, no, we have to feed people. Well, like, you should specify no. all of this in your will. No, I mean for other people, though. I'd be like, what do I have to do? I don't know. You have to do something befitting of the dead party. You know, I don't really think it's about you at that moment. You don't. I know. You don't bring martinis to to somebody else's wake. You bring something that they would like if you want to have a beverage. They would have liked, rather. Hmm. I think. I don't know. I've never had to do this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would just be like, ooh. I was thinking the other day that my grandpa, who, you know, as I've discussed on here, just survived COVID. He just survived the regular flu a couple years ago. And I say survived because he's at such an advanced age that it's like... Eventually. These incidents are getting more and more perilous every time. And he's in pretty good health for his age, you know, all things considered. But I just keep thinking, I'm like, it's coming, you know? Yeah. At that, at 87, like... Eventually. 10 years would be a fucking miracle. And that's not really that much time. So I'm really not... I don't know why. I've been having bad dreams lately. Maybe this is a hmm. remnant of one of those, but I was thinking Same. about how sad my dad's going to be when his dad dies. Because, mm-hmm. like, for me as the grandson, I love my grandpa and everything. He's a great guy, but, like, he's old, you know? And at one generational remove, you can kind of look at that and go, well, he led a great life, and it was nice to know him while he was around. I got tons of time with him. He was a relatively young grandpa. Mm-hmm. Great. Good. We're done here. You know, you'll be sad, but you move on. But it's his dad. And then I was thinking about when my dad dies, mm. all the stuff that you just brought up, the planning yeah. involved, like how much that's going to suck to deal with logistics, but also how much it's going to just be pathetic. so much money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was realizing, oh, my God, my dad and all my aunts and uncles are going to have to deal with that with their parents very soon. And I have a bad feeling. It's not going to go well. That. No, I, I mean, I think it'll go fine. I think they'll all deal with it accordingly. Mm-hmm. But I have a bad feeling for some reason that my grandma will almost certainly outlive my grandpa, but then, like, do the thing where people sympathetically die. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like it's going to be a one-two punch. I don't know why I feel that way. That's probably going to happen, then. I have no reason... They like each other that much? ...to believe that. I mean, they've been married, like, 60... More than 60 years? Yeah, but... I'm trying to think. They got married when they were, like, 18, 19, so... Oh, that's gross. Okay. They might be married 70 years by the time one of them dies, which is insane. I mean, at every wedding I've been to where they've been present, they do that thing at weddings where... Who's the oldest couple? Yeah, and then... Couples leave one by one by decade, and they're always the last one. Always. 
And there's some other like ancient people up there. So they do love each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like that's going to happen and that's going to be brutal because you're going to take care of one and then immediately They're gonna get hit with it. another one. And yeah. it's like, oh, man, can it can it just be a car accident or something? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, my grandpa died when I was 13. Uh-huh. My grandpa died when I was 25, Oh, 26. wow. So you're already done with this. I've only had oh, yeah. one grandparent out of four die so far. Oh, Oh yeah, they're all yeah. they're all gone. Um but like and I was thinking about this I was like, hmm, it was fu- I was like, hmm, it was funny. The Christmas after like after cuz like my grandfather died early December. Ooh, terrible time. I'm like, uh-oh. Um and I was like, how's this gonna go? It's like, well, grandma started drinking at about noon. Christmas Eve didn't start until 7. We walk in and she's like, "Have these chocolates, kids." brandy is in the inside wow yeah the old school and we were like what and she's like wine for everybody i'm like we're like just go with it and then put her to bed i'm like yep mm-hmm. grandma is coping children we were just like whoa yeah. yeah i mean holidays holidays after a death in the family are particularly brutal and depending on the circumstances of the death too like they kind of stay that way because that's the that's the moment everybody feels the need to publicly remember yeah <sighs> Um, and it's tough, yeah. If someone I knew was deceased, like, close to Thanksgiving, don't know what I would do. I'd be like, how dare you, first of all. <laughs> um, most holy of holy days. I mean, someone we know did die recently. Really? Maureen Kiernan. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know about this from an Instagram post. I, this I is learned, maybe why I'm thinking about this This is a an old more. professor of Will and I's. Actually, I never had her. I was acquainted with her, but I didn't have her class. But anyway. Oh, we were like buds. Yeah, you were tight with her. I remember that. Because um, she would just call me on my bullshit. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she must have had cancer or something, right? Because she wasn't super old. She was in her 60s. She survived cancer and then uh, got like pneumonia mm. or some bullshit. Yeah. The thing that gets you after. Right. So, um, yeah. Finding out about it on Instagram, though, I'm like, oh, I don't like this part of the internet. No, thank you. Well, it's not so bad to find out about it on the internet. Because ultimately, if you're not in touch with her, like, some other way, yeah. that's how that's inevitable. That's yeah. the way it's going to go down. What is good about this situation is older people like that don't have social media accounts that become memorials. That's what... We know someone who has that. No, I know a lot of people that have mm. that. That that's always creepy and weird to me. Yeah. One of the things I would stipulate in my hypothetical will is here's all my passwords, everything erase it. I don't want to have an eternal internet presence that becomes a weird site for people to visit. I don't. We'll know. just turn them in private. Just get rid of them. Yeah, okay. Why have it? I don't understand that. Yeah, it's okay. a thing for having while you're alive. That's true. I really don't understand the utility of it. I don't think, like, I think social media is bad enough keeping you in a constant present prison that having torments from your past visitable. Like, it's not even really for me that I don't want it there. It's, yeah. it's guys. It's cool. Yeah. Leave it alone. You know, you have to move on from things. You can't have this recurrence of, like, talking to dead people. I really think that's a bad thing. There is it's a... bad juju in, like, a very deeply primitive Spiritual, human yeah. way mm-hmm. that I'm like, no, 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 no. There is a remembering boop um, Instagram that still likes thirst traps of half-naked men 
And I'm like, who has the password? You have to shut it down. This is not okay. Hang on. Now, this I support. This is 100% a dude's rock phenomenon. Hilarious. Because I'm like, of course, boop, would. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, I'm like, just carrying the torch. All right. But I'm like, who the fuck has this goddamn password? I need you to stop. (laughs) This is like the worst bit, but it's hilarious. Oh, my God. I love Um, this. All right, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to write into my will. I'm going to give you the passwords to all my accounts, and I want you to unfollow and block everybody that's not an e-thought. I don't know what that means. (laughs) So that's going to be tricky for me. Um, I'd be like, I don't know. Only follows one account. Emrata. Emily. Mm, Close, but no cigar. I don't don't follow her. Yeah. All right. Nice try, though. I, I, I I'll give you know. some hetero points for giving it a shot. I don't know. She was just on SNL, was flown in to do a a, a skit, didn't get any lines in because they did like inside jokes for seven straight minutes. Hmm. She's like, I flew here for this. Do you so, think they'll do an SNL skit about Alec Baldwin shooting that guy or that woman? Hold on. I have a screenshot for you that I have to. We're going to introduce a new segment called Is This Based? <laughs> okay with with that I like inflection this. of i don't know is this based <clears throat> donald trump jr sells t-shirts on his website which read guns don't kill people alec baldwin kills people days after the actor accidentally fired a prop weapon on set killing cinematographer halina hutchins halina hutchins you're asking me based yeah is that based nay? The making of the T-shirt. I think it's funny. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what base means. I just think it's wicked. It is wicked. I think it's a little. I don't think it's based. I'm going to say no. Not based. No. Okay. Like it's cruel in a way that's not funny. It's terror. No, it is funny, it's, but it's cruelty. <sighs> it's a dig at Alec Baldwin by the way of a dead person, which I don't. Ooh. It's ethically Well, and here's the, here's the thing. I don't like Alec Baldwin. I don't think he's funny. No. I think he's a stuck stuck up snotty ass. But the idea of thinking that your gun is empty and then you end up end that day with murder on your mind because you fucking killed somebody accidentally, that's horrible for any person. Because it never should have happened. I don't feel good yeah. for him. Like I don't you know, I feel bad for the guy. That sucks. Yeah, I mean and, and I don't expect anything less from Donald Trump Jr. Right, yeah. so I'm not shocked. I don't care, but like, I wouldn't do that. I guess. Yeah, that I mean, I wouldn't wear that. And there's a lot of things that, that like I so think that, are funny, you know. But so no. to me, based is something that would go in the cursed object collection. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even think that's cursed object. I think material. it's more productive maybe to talk about cursed object collection because based is a Zoomer word. I use it occasionally, but I'm not even really sure what it means. God damn it! You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think I, it means something is like something is profoundly great, you know. But it has to have a connection to a cause or an aesthetic that of, doesn't of terribleness. I always thought base was like there's something true but also wicked about something. That there's no truth to it because it's like no, Alec Baldwin doesn't kill people. Terrible management of props and scab yeah, labor yeah. It's like is not, what kills people. It's like people. not his fault. It's a weird dig to take at the guy. It like, makes no sense. Like everything that Ayatsi was on strike for is what kills people. Right. And has killed people forever. Yeah. They're just taking revenge because of the impression. You know? Yeah. Uh, ooh, it's bad. 
Yeah, it's not. That's, it's not good. That's that's a cursed object in the bad way. There's nothing funny about it. Well, and it's that's not. Little, it's uh, not representative of a broader moment. It's just a dumb monetization of a meme, basically. Well, that's NFTs. Mm, yeah. Sorry, Natalie. Thoughts. Um, are you going to make your? Are you going to sell some ether and do your do your NFT? I don't think so, only because... You want to hold on to that sweet, sweet gold that you got in your yeah, pocket? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I feel so self-conscious being a crypto bro on the podcast, but here we are. It's stopping you now? <laughs> I don't, Excuse I me? I don't bring it up very often, but since, but since you did, I have a feeling, based on my research, that Ethereum is going to go up really, really considerably in the next six months. Like maybe as much as four times what it's worth right now. So these I, views are not uh, something something financial. Not financial advice, advice not financial but this advice, is what I think. Et et so I'm going to hang on to what I have and buy more Ethereum now, with the hopes of making some coin. And then later during the bear market, I will investigate my NFT scheming. But I think the better play right now is to hold on to what I have. Can you do some research and buy me some stonks? Because I feel like I'm really just the last person to not have them. I would love to do that, and you should have them. I also don't have a four. I mean, I can always contribute to my four hundred one k, and I always go mm, no. Yeah, I mean, give me that sweet, sweet spending money. You should probably do that too. I mean, look, I'll, I'll turn I'm turning thirty five, so I'm like, fuck. I'll turn this into a tentative financial advice podcast for a second because this might be my only forum where you will listen to me. Listen. And even that's a stretch, yeah. But I'll pay attention. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. We make fun of Biden inflation or whatever, but that's a really real phenomenon that the government folks will claim is temporary because of supply chain issues and COVID and things like that. That's kind of true. It's not going away. But it's probably not going away. They will figure out ways to fudge numbers and be able to say that it is lower than it actually is but the reason that you're seeing rising prices everywhere including assets like stocks and the housing market and things is because all this printed money has to run somewhere right so Uh, for example can i just give you for example so when we were at Stu leonard's the other day i didn't realize the people in front of us had like two carts full of stuff which why the fuck is that your normal girl i besides the point four hundred dollars and i was like my snacks cost 80 how are you feeding two carts full with 400 like is that for one family one family costs four hundred dollars of groceries a week well and think about fuck one family usually costs four hundred dollars a week it probably costs more than that i mean those people are being pretty frugal if what i thought you were going to say about that anecdote was think about how crazy it is that they had two carts full and you had two bags full and you spent a quarter of what they spent Felix, like I'm a fat ass. Well, you know, it, it has to do with buying treats and stuff. But, yeah. like, imagine trying to spend that little and get two carts full. That would be very difficult. I, hmm. I'm surprised it wasn't six or $700. That's true, yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I truly can't. I mean, the only time I ever, like, would go grocery shopping was, like, as a youth. And then it would be, like, 100 bucks, 120 bucks maybe. Or 80 Like, I don't know. Like, it, it Ohio on... prices in 20 2008 or whatever would be like nothing 
what's weird is that grocery prices are broadly the same across the country at all times. I really Except don't here. I really don't think things in New York are that much more expensive at mm. the grocery store. They're really not. A, a few things are. Some things are a lot cheaper because this is a hub. Yeah. So true, there's yeah. a lot more here. Especially we also have farms. Well, yeah, everywhere has that. That's right. I forget. Um No, I think bro- grocery prices are broadly the same. But noticing these changes in, like, real economic conditions, this is part of the thing might be supply chain issues. That might be sort of transitory. Who knows? My only point to you would be to say that it's a smart move right now to get any assets that you can get. And you can't get a house. You can't get a new car. You can't get, get you can't get anything tangible in the real world that will inflate in value to compensate for what inflation is costing you in wages, mm-hmm. is my point. Yeah. Because you're not going to get enough of a raise to keep up with 5% inflation year over year, no matter what. No. Uh, so you need to get your money somewhere else where it's working for you in a different way. That place right now is cryptocurrency in the stock market. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And the thing is, people are afraid of doing it because this is going to lead to some catastrophe at some point. But the Federal Reserve has already said they're keeping the current policy in place for the next two years at minimum. And they will have to keep extending it because they know government, whether it's the Fed people who have nothing to do with any branch or the president or the Congress wants to preside over the crash. So they will keep pushing this off with the techniques they've been using since 2008 for as long as they possibly can until it's an absolute catastrophe. You know, everything's accelerating in our timeline, but I think it'll be a few years. And in the meantime, you might as well make some money because it's very, very, very easy. Mm. And like friends you wouldn't even think are into this I know. have all made yeah. money off of no, it. No, I know. And this you, is the wild part. You're, of late like, at huh? the, you're late to the game, but it's not too late. You yeah. should make money. Mm. And and legitimately, like, I've only made enough money to compensate for lost wages. Like, that's it. And I've had to work kind of hard to do that. Yeah. You know? Oy. The best way to do it is people call it DCA, just dollar cost averaging. Pick a stock that you think is good for the foreseeable future and treat it like a savings account. Every month, throw a certain specified amount at mm. that asset and keep doing that. Never pay attention to the price. Look at it in 30 years. It'll be more than what you put in for sure or buy a lot. Huh. And you can automate that. So it's like one of these things that I think would work for you. Like if you don't want to do it through your 401k and you wanted to just pick the stock on your own or whatever and do it through Robinhood, like honestly, that's fine. Just set up a recurring monthly payment. Treat it like it's a Netflix subscription. Every paycheck, it's 20 bucks. Never look at it. Hmm. But I feel like the only way to make it effective is if you throw 100 bucks at it. And that's the part where I'm like, ooh, that's over my $70 threshold of things I want to make decisions. I about. mean, it's more effective the more money that you throw at it, but it's always compounding. And it doesn't take a long time to reach three digits, you know? If you threw in 20 bucks every paycheck, in your case, that's four times a month. Yeah. You're already almost there. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't miss that money. You know what I mean? You oh, would be yeah, able no. to spend the same amount that you spend, and you'd, you wouldn't ever think about it. So that's the way to do it. Hmm. But yeah, don't miss the boat. And like, honestly, it's really trite advice, but just don't wait. Just do this. Like the next free available moment you have, do it. And don't think too much about the price because you're going to look at it and go, ah, that seems awfully costly for Apple stock or whatever. Three weeks later, you're going to look at it and, ah, that seems like it's too much. Yeah. Three weeks later, you're going to look at it again. And in that six weeks, you could have doubled your money almost. In a lot of cases, not on Apple, but 
you get the illustration. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I mean, yeah. you know, I well, last summer when we were talking about this a lot on the podcast, like I in, I invested heavily and actively for like a period of six months, and I made some gains through doing that. But most of the gains that I made were just letting that money sit there, and now it's over a year later, and I've doubled my money easily. I mean, that's that's you know? a good thing, yeah. But uh, but what I'm saying is that most of that was passive. Yes, true, some yeah. of that was active trading, but really not yeah. not a lot of it. So. All you got to do is just let it sit there. And no. It, you know. Yeah. Because this goes back to the conversation we had where I was like, the anxiety that I have about money is, like, mm, am I ever going to be able to own a house? And I'm like, mm, probably not. Probably not. Ooh, I don't like that. I mean, granted, like, because I, 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 my thing is I follow all the stupid, like, here's a cheap old house. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to buy a $58,000 house. And I'm like. Wow, it's falling apart. It's a shack. It's literally a shack. Why the fu- why no? Why do people buy these things? And they're like, it's cute. I'm like, that's a three hundred thousand dollar house. Now, the fuck are you talking about? That's not a, you know. In order to make it livable, there is no such thing as a house less than three hundred thousand dollars right now. As of today, yeah. there is not. Not that does not exist. Okay. Even if it's a tear down and you want to rebuild a new house, it's going to be more than three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like. I, I don't get it. That's why I'm like, oh, you know, people that we know who move upstate and like have like, you know, barn style living. I'm like, what did you put? What did you do? It wasn't all, you know, it's not all sweat equity. Oh, definitely not. I mean, so we've like, talked about this before. I, I suspect that, you know, there are the instances where people pool their resources. Like mm-hmm. there's even been articles floating around where they're like, millennials are starting a hot new trend of buying houses with their friends. And yeah, it's kibitzes, like, yeah. No, bitch. Nobody can fucking afford it. Yeah. Like it's sad that five people have to throw in to do that. Which, I've, th- I've thought about like, would that be the worst thing? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. No, it wouldn't. But it causes all sorts of problems. Like we were just talking about what if somebody dies? How do you split equity in a house five ways when four people are still living in it? It makes no sense. Oh, you yeah, can't really house. do yeah. that. That's why couples and individuals own homes. Like not. Yeah. There are legal protocols for this. There's a reason it's not common. Uh, so there's either that, you know, increasingly common situation or when you're talking about sweat equity. No, people's fucking parents give them money to do it. That's yeah. the only way. And during COVID more than ever, I think a lot of parents, especially rich ones, were like, you know what, honey, you need to get out of the city. We're going to give you a down payment on something upstate. Mm -hmm. And you can keep your apartment in the city. You know what I mean? Like you can have a pied de Very, very few. I know I I can think of one. No, two people, two or three people that I know that legitimately own their homes at our age. Two of them bought them five or six years ago and their equity has quadrupled in the meantime. And one of them is a guy that I work with who's just smart and savvy and doesn't have any debt. And see, that's the kicker is using his real estate in lieu of buying crypto or stocks as a means to money, hold. enrich yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> but if you can't do that, you can do stocks and crypto. And honestly, like the, the, the way this started the crypto thing, like, People, it has such a weird reputation because it is for nerds and losers. But the honest to God's truth is like as popular as it is, it's still pretty underground. If you go to the middle of the country and you ask a average millennial lawyer if they're invested in crypto, they're like, what are you talking about? I know. 
It's just in cities. But that will not always be the case. Yeah. And you might as well mm-hmm. get in on it now. And even though things like look crazy expensive, Bitcoin is $62,000 or whatever. What? You Yeah, you can buy... The money that... Wait, the fake money yeah. that you used to use to buy drugs on Silk Road, dot com, dot biz, dot org, or whatever yeah, the yeah. fuck, is worth how much? Right now, like sixty two or $63,000 a bit. Are you fucking kidding me? No. So if in grad school we should we should bought some Bitcoin. Absolutely. We if should you, buy shitloads of Bitcoin. I mean, if you had bought ten Bitcoin in grad school when it was like less than a hundred dollars, I mean, you know, yeah. It was like cheap. It was like fifty bucks. Uh maybe. But anyway Ooh, big oops. But, I big mean, oops. But I mean fl- I knew about Bitcoin at that time. Flashback to yourself in twenty twelve. Yeah, that was 50 bucks I could have spent at the court, so fuck it. it. Well, exactly, and you're like, what's this fake digital money? That's never going to be fucking worth anything. It's just for buying drugs on Silk Road. Like, you can use the exact same argument that you're justifying or you're freaking out about now to justify why you shouldn't have bought it back then. <sighs> but what I'm telling you is that right now is kind of a sweet spot. It seems really expensive, but honestly, it's only going to get more popular as fiat money becomes more and more worthless. People look for other places to put it. This is why asset... Yeah. value is inflating all over the place crypto is a good hedge against regular money it just is well this That's was the, the thing of like mm, the 600 hundred dollar deposit nonsense well and th- that's a whole nother reason to not have fucking money in your bank account yeah i mean i don't know if people know about this it's amazing to me how little that's covered obviously like mainstream media doesn't want you to know the only article i saw about it was in the new york times debunking it as as if it wasn't a real like proposal which it absolutely is and just for the listeners so we're clear uh the biden administration as part of their big reconciliation package in order to make up revenue to pay for it rather than tax rich people wants to track your bank account down to increments of six hundred dollars every transaction of six hundred dollars or more will be submitted to the irs with or without your approval every business on every bank account and every for every person in the entire country i can't wait to do so much cash business that's going to be a problem. People don't know about it, though. It's not going to be a problem because it's going to pass and people will be unaware until they start to get audited. I know. Well, that's going to be... I mean, our, uh, yeah. Everybody I get mean, re- it's really, really shitty and diabolical, but it's another Y'all reason... Y'all ready for sock money? The return of sock money? Before that passes, get your money somewhere else. Like, dead, dead ass. Okay. <laughs> Has been Speaking back in New York Zoomer for words. has been back in New York for three months. Says Dadass like he's ever been to the Bronx. Have you ever been to the Bronx? Except for driving through it. Uh no. It's weird. Not that I remember anyway. Hmm. It's, a, it's all right. I did. Cool. F- <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. Nice man. Where are you going with that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have anything about the Bronx. I, I guess the um, Washington Heights isn't really Bronxish. That's like no, that's in Manhattan. That's technically that's in Harlem. Yeah, you've never been to the Bronx either. And oh stop, no, I ha- stop oh, pretending. I've like been to have. the second to last stop on the six, past Yankee, as we noted the other day, Stadium, and that's a wild ass place. It's very. It's almost like country. And obviously, as we know, this weekend my definition of country is Yonkers. Um, 
but it's a lot of green space, but also a lot of high-rise apartments. Very poor, very sketchy, but also beautiful. Um, that person I work with, who's the homeowner that has no debt in New York, mm-hmm. he owns his house up there. I don't, I don't know if it's off the six or whatever, but it's deep into the Bronx, and he just drives to work. But yeah, he describes it as the same way. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's like almost suburban, but there's still high-rises. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like Queens, but greener. If yeah. Queens wasn't dirty. Sorry, Queens. It's listen, Queens is fucking gross. Um Yeah. I don't know. Cause like when you think about like because we went to Yonkers the other day, again, for for as an example. Like I don't I'm I'm glad that people are not creating a Westchester Yonkers migration. It's like, no, we have to go to the country. We're skipping this like this interstitial nonsense, whatever it is. Well, it depends who you're talking about, man. What you're talking about are people that you have contact with, yeah. which are mostly well-off hipsters from Brooklyn or people that already live in Manhattan. Yes, they're skipping the bullshit and going all the way upstate. But again, this guy that I work with, not born, but bred in the Bronx and living there now, a lot of working class New Yorkers that have a lot of equity just from being here for a long time are colonizing the farther out regions of the city. Yeah. Um, people don't call it gentrification because from an aesthetic perspective, they're working class people. But from a fiscal perspective, yeah. they're upper middle class people now. Yeah, They're going there. What you're talking about are just college educated people go all the way go upstate the way because up. the, they're you know basically they're afraid of black people they're just like it's bucolic and you're like yeah everyone's white yeah come on calm down you want to pay 12 dollars anywhere you go for a cocktail yeah cool your jets no one cares like come on um yeah i don't i also just as an aside about the suburbs do you feel i as an adult who has lived in the city for a very long time feel more at ease in big city than I do in a suburb. Have we talked about this before in here? I don't know. I'm sure we have, but we can revisit it. Like, anytime I go to country, I'm always like, sketchy. There's less people, less streetlights, more meth. And I'm like, I, mm, ooh, mm, mm. I, I kind of don't like it here. Freaking me out. I mean, I think you're just, whatever, you just get acclimated to whatever environment you're accustomed to. That's the bottom line. If you'd been living in the suburbs for the last 15 years, you would feel that way about the inner city. That's why people that visit here that don't live in the megalopolis still have a 70s idea of what New York is, and they're afraid of getting mugged in the subway or whatever, which is increasingly common anyway. Uh, But, yeah, I don't think it... I don't think it says anything about the places. It just says a lot about the person. I'm certainly more comfortable in the city. I mean, I learned, I think we talked about this when I was living in Ohio, probably because I had the same kind of thing. It's not like a threatening atmosphere in my mind, but it is just a difference. That's so profound. I can't get with it. A different pace of life, a different attitude towards your neighbors, a different mode of transportation. That stuff all stacks up and is really hard to grapple with when you're not used to it. Yeah. I mean, that's all, you know, when I have reports from my parents and they're like, Oh yeah, that people went into the house across the street. It's been 
you know, unlived in for like two years. All the copper got stripped the other night. I'm like, what the fuck? People do that? That's real? I thought that was a, th- a fake thing. They're like, no, it happens all the time. I'm like, oh, we don't know about, at least I don't know about that happening here. Who the fuck knows? I think you just don't know about it because there's so much going on. But, like, there's abandoned houses on our block. Oh, yeah. And in the surrounding blocks that I'm sure people have raided or squat in or yeah. use as drug dens or We lived whatever. in a place with a squatter. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's a vastly different neighborhood than it was 10 years ago, but that yeah. stuff still goes on. It's yeah, not, you know. It's just that in New York, it's like, it's not that big of a deal because if it's not in your face, it's not your business. People in the suburbs well, notice and, and make they it their talk. business. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. here it's like, ooh, even if you notice it, you're like, that's on my business. Yeah, nope, it's nope, none nope, of my nope, business. Nope, 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 nope. Like, yeah, it's that nosiness that I'm like, why do you want to know about that? But then people love citizens, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to account for that. Account for that. I mean, I you know, here's my here's my thought on this. I was re-listening to an old podcast the other day, and they were talking right after the election last year Mm -hmm. and talking about the definition of the working class and saying like nobody even knows what that means anymore and i kind of alluded to this earlier Mm -hmm. where like usually that's just a money breakdown like if you look at that on a balance sheet it means a certain income level right but it really means more than that it has cultural components too yeah. So the example that they used was something like somebody that writes for Vox and makes $30,000 a year. Poor. On the balance sheet is a poor person, but is very obviously like a middle class or upper middle class person. Well, they don't have shitloads of debt. Culturally. Yeah. Even if they have debt. Even yeah. if they have debt. Yeah, they're, s- they're still very much not a working class person is the point. Yeah. You would not describe, they're not in a mine. You would not describe them as that. Yeah. Now, by the same token, a plumber in Georgia that makes $90,000 a year on the balance sheet is certainly upper middle class, but they're working class. So I think part of the thing that happens when we're talking about like suburban or urban or rural or urban is these terms used as binaries don't really make sense anymore because on a map they kind of do and in voting patterns they might kind of make sense, but in money terms and culture terms they don't make sense anymore no no i I, because you and i are very much working class people on the balance sheet yeah right but we're not culturally we're not we poor not really but like you might have come from more of that background than i did i would yeah i would say i would say your parental background if you have a carpenter and a yeah retailer yeah, I would say that culturally that's pretty working class. When yeah. you have a white-collar dad and a stay-at-home mom. That's very different. That's yeah. very different. Yeah. You know, and we lived in two very different suburbs. I wouldn't even call where I live a suburb. It's technically a suburb, but I'm like, mm. Well, it was an inner ring suburb from the early days. Yeah. Which is, again, in another... In their memory, it was a suburb. I'm like, this is not a suburb. That's in another category yeah. that kind of doesn't exist anymore. The terms... And the sentiment that that used to imply don't Is that now an exist. exurb? No, I think exurbs refer to things that are like between the very rural areas and the suburban areas. Exurbs mm. are like where I grew up, actually. Somewhere between hmm. farm country and the inner ring suburbs. Interesting. That's an exurb. Huh. Yeah. 
think of developments. Yeah. Oh, McMansion. Yeah. Levittown's. No. Levittown's different a suburb, than Levittown. Yeah. Levittown is the original suburb. That's yeah. the middle ring. If you want to think of it in four categories. But is Levittown now a suburb or is it? Now I think just... Levittown now would be classed as an inner ring suburb. It's yeah. probably really close to wherever it was originally built. Well, there's two Levittowns, but anyway. Um, but yeah. do you t- but do you take yeah. my point? So when you're talking about like I don't feel at home in the suburbs or I don't feel at home in the country, well, that's because you're culturally not from there on any level, right? And monetarily, you you can't afford it. Right. So what reason would you have to be connected to it or to want that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. I always giggle when I think about the the subtitle of the podcast of podcast for artistic failures, and I'm like, we talk about nothing of the <laughs> other than more artistic failures that we can't buy country homes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To take it seriously for a second, we talk a lot about... We talk about art enough, I think. Enough. Every five or six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, maybe ten. I don't know. At this point, it's getting a little... Yeah. But uh, yeah. When we go big, we go big. We Yeah, we talk about art sometimes when we feel like it. and But we talk a lot about social media and downward mobility. Which, you know, back in the day yeah. was the artistic milieu. Like, you know... Even watching, like, just to bring it back, we're going to stay on topic. But stay on top of general topic. We watched the uh, the Brad uh, thing about the CIA thing. Yeah, we watched Brad Trammell's PSYOP report. Which, again, I think the, like, main uh, failure that I saw was, like, I thought we were going to talk a little bit more or hear a little bit more about, you know, the propping up of New York as, like, the the place the place to be for this as, like, a for art stuff and then it's just like well it's just because like members of the whitney family and rockefellers work for the cia i'm like well where are we getting with the like real estate matters of it all and that wasn't really addressed which would I don't, be my critique. i said this to you at the time i don't think that's a fair characterization at all because at the end of the review he does make a point to go through like the contemporary aesthetics of people's homes and where they live that was too fast for me i was like i would like a deeper drill down there well i mean what he what he outlines is that the aesthetics of rich people nowadays are the aesthetics of bohemian artists from the 40s to the 60s or 70s i think that is a which inadvertent outcome of the sponsorship of New York City at that time and the promotion of it over European cities. But where I think there is a, a disconnect there is that I think what is more propagandistically transmitted as like a lush uh, decor aesthetic is that farmhouse thing of like going back to like the mo- like spreading Montauk and upstate as like, you know, like a cold spring refuge or whatever. Sh- think of have you heard the word shiplap before? Yeah. That kind of thing now being the the downgrade market farmhouse aesthetic as b- 
being an achievable thing for a down downwardly middle or like a middle class. This is interesting, but just to be clear, we're not talking about Tromel anymore. I, just, I think because that was outside the scope of what he was trying to deal with. He was get, he yeah. was very clearly focused on laying the case out for museum board members at a certain yeah. given period of time between the 30s and the 50s. That was the focus of the report. Yeah, that was the yeah. So to which be, I you know. To be fair about that, I mean, that's all he was really talking about. The thing at the end where he talks about rich people's aesthetics mirroring artists' aesthetics of the yeah. 50s is just a nice epilogue. What but, you're talking but about that is, is hang also on, hang on. Go on. What you're talking about is really interesting though. The idea of shiplap or like farmhouse aesthetics now being sold to young artists, I, is that what you're saying? As no, what not young they artists. Want. Uh, middle yuppies, like, yuppies, yeah, yeah. Being sold to yuppies now is just the uh, snake eating its own tail. It started out that rich people want the loft aesthetic, or yuppies want the loft. Well, they aesthetic. want the loft, but the, now they want a barn door in the loft, and you're like, okay, yes. Well, people people want the Hamptons aesthetic or the upstate aesthetic now because it's yuppies looking at rich people, not yuppies looking at bohemians anymore there's not a rich enough subculture with little money defining defining its own aesthetic it's the bourgeois echoing back to themselves their own tastes it's not like it's not like you can be an eye banker and be like i bought a church they're not buying churches well no you could be but they're not that creative because creative people buy the churches now creative rich people but they're just part of that class too it's again yeah. back to this problem of like what are you talking about i would say that an artist that shows on 23rd street that got a bunch of money from their parents to move upstate that's and, a little too close and so buy an a church can she can buy a church or whatever um, I'm, it's hypothetical someone who showed on delancey street bought a church but anyway it doesn't matter the point is the point is uh, the type of person like that is culturally indistinguishable from a crypto bro as much as they would distinguish themselves for that that's just elite infighting that's two different versions of elites that don't share the same aesthetics fighting with each other but ultimately at the end of the day they have the same wants needs and goals you and i stuck in a situation where you live in a place from 1907 with another person because you have to is different and that's not a desirable thing that can't really be packaged and marketed although they try millennials buying homes with five other people that is that capitalism takes adversity and repackages it as opportunity we all know this but when you're talking about like the new aesthetic overlap of like what what upstate and hamptons people want it's because now they just look at other bourgeoisie for what they should mirror they don't look down to subculture anymore because it doesn't exist. Everyone who makes less than $100,000 a year to circle back is worked so to death that they don't have time or desire or space to develop aesthetics. You can't yeah. do it. Well, because if you think about favorite whipping boy, Eric Conover, for example, yeah. like the idea of like a moron buys a so- rents a Soho loft and puts in stupid fake steel case mirrors. Like... You know, you, rich friends of his are probably look at that and go, the fuck you do? What do you mean? Why Why you do that? Why would you do that? Absolutely. That makes no sense to someone with a higher tax bracket and greater aesthetic intelligence. 
and th- anyone with I think the very mis- high aesthetic I- intelligence and no money goes. The fuck is this? Well, uh, this me. is this is what I can't abide is you're making this distinction, but then you're also saying that the person with a lot of money has high aesthetic intelligence. They do not. They absolutely do not. Well, they they hire people who have aesthetic intelligence and pay them nothing. Those people don't have aesthetic intelligence either because they're just part of an industry that's designed to replicate itself. Why does every real estate video we watch have a granite waterfall-edged countertop? Every single Marble waterfall. Whatever. Yeah. The point stands that it's... Because you have to have a trend that needs to be chased in order to satisfy the urges of uh, an upper upper middle class who is always striving so this is how you get trends in home decor right or this is how you get trends period you need someone who thinks that they who is well off enough to always be wanting more yeah and then you know you need someone who's maybe a little more effete to look at them and be like oh look at that that you tried like Meanwhile, everyone on the ground level is just like, y'all trying too fucking hard. You you don't have shit for taste. You know, like... I, yeah, I, I I agree with you about all of this, but I don't understand why you're baffled about any of it, if that's the case. I'm baffled that it's, it's back to the hall. Of, it's back yeah. to the Hall of Mirrors that we yeah. talked about last episode when it comes to social media and people's like information intake and having wars about this or that. Yeah. In the same sense that the Dave... Uh, Dave Chappelle special. Dave Sapelle, the the tree. Dave Sapelle, th- the <laughs> same, in the same sense that his special and the internecine conflict between free speech warriors and SJWs is just a interbourgeois war that's all about aesthetics and has no real substance to it. That's the same exact phenomenon that's happening in trends. I mean, if it the, is a trend, it's a political resu- trend. If the result of that thing was a subsidiary uh, faction of Netflix, Netflix, going, you know, posting a thing about the Chappelle show and then going, "LOL," walking out by, I'm like, y'all still on the payroll, so I don't really fucking know what the fuck this is about. Like, you know, yeah, but I mean, that is happening. Ugh. I think I'm going to... Did you ever see The Hours? Yes, I love that movie. You do? Yeah, I watched it like three or four times when I was an undergrad. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I really liked it. It's a good... It's a fine movie. Yeah. A lot of lesbianism. Mm-hmm. That's why you like it. Um, walking into the river, just fill my fill my dress with stones. Like, I think I'm ready to walk into the river. Well, I think... I think I'm always ready to move to a yurt in wherever the fuck. You say that, but you're not, because you have a fear of going farther away from New York City than Yonkers. You would get out to your yurt, and, and you... like, where the fuck is the Wi-Fi? You would be sitting in front of a door with a shotgun, like, waiting for the hill people to come and get you. Except you're afraid of guns, too. Like, I don't know what would happen to you. I'd have a baseball bat with some nails in it. Mm, yeah, maybe. But I'm a weak man. I couldn't strike them down. No, no, no. <laughs> They'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Oh, you're not Obi-Wan. <laughs> Sorry. You're closer to whatever the fuck Hayden Christensen is going to be barking on on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You should get that as a haircut. Really take it back. Get the frosted tips, too. 
Okay. I know you're capable of doing it. I know you're just trying to end this episode, and now you're successfully doing it, so (laughs) goodbye. My dark power grows stronger every day. (laughs) 